0: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy com slash easy Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com pop shop podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard based here in Los Angeles. Joining me on the other line is New York. <laughs> is New York, New York? No,
2: I'm the is- city, New York. <laughs>
1: In New York is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lovechutz. Hello, Jason. What's up, man? How are you?
2: I'm good. It's been a weird week, but I'm good.
1: To say the least, it's been a weird week. Um, well, um, we'll tell. I mean, you already know why it's a weird week, but we'll get into that in just a second um, because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news. Fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop.
2: Today on the show, uh, we we have a a busy news week. Obviously, the passing of Tom Petty, uh, which is what we'll talk about for a bit, as as well as the um, the the tragedy that went down uh, on Sunday night in Las Vegas. We'll get into a little bit of that. But uh, in in terms of what what do we have in chart news that's a a, a little bit lighter, Keith?
1: For for some levity. Um, In charts news, um, The Killers claim its first number one album on the Billboard 200, uh, more than a decade after the band debuted on the list. Uh, Demi Lovato hits the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 with Sorry Not Sorry. Uh, Imagine Dragons and Camila Cabello are heading north on the Hot 100 with their newest hits. And uh, there's also a bevy of divas that are heading for debuts on next week's Billboard
2: 200 chart. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. That's Plural. Plural. All right, man. Let's hit some of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com. So, so obviously, the the big one is that uh, Tom Petty, um, Hall of Fame uh, rock artist and beloved singer songwriter, uh, passed away uh, earlier this week at the age of sixty six. Um, ton of ton of uh, outpour, uh, just an outpouring of um, emotion and remembrances uh, this week, um, just in terms of you know his legacy as an artist who who really. Came up in the '70s, but 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 dominated as a, as a touring artist uh, for decades. Uh, just was just was on tour with the Heartbreakers this year. Like, just wrapped the tour. Like just a week wrapped ago. the tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you know had, had a had a I think a commercial peak. I would say probably in uh, 1989, or and then kind of into the '90s uh, had a uh, not really a resurgence, but had his apex of popularity then. Um, just just too many. Huge hit uh, songs to, to name. Uh, do you do you have a particular Tom Petty uh, jam, Keith? Um,
1: well, I could go, I could say Jam and Me, because that's a Tom Ooh. Petty song.
2: Um,
1: I mean, my, my specific sort of recollections are kind of all rotating around um, Tom on MTV. Yeah. Because um, I learned about Tom Petty, probably like a lot of other sort of young people, through mtv because the network used to play his videos non-stop from like 85 to 95 and i think one of the first um tom petty videos that i remember was the alice in wonderland inspired yeah. don't come around here no more yep where at one point alice is cut up and like she's a cake and she's cut up and he's and he's the mad hatter and um and i looked and it was actually nominated for video of the year at the vmas back in 1985 um he was, of course, he remained a force on MTV um, through the mid-90s um, with videos like Mary Jane's Last Dance and uh, You Don't Know How It Feels, which was a one-take video that was really cool. That was, it's, I, I actually went and re-watched it earlier today. Um, and Petty, in fact, won the Best Male Video Award at the VMAs in back-to-back years for those two videos. And I say all this stuff about the VMAs and MTV for a reason, um, not just because that's where I learned about Tom Petty, and that's actually... I mean, I don't really remember hearing Tom on the radio because, frankly, when I was a kid, most of the music that I learned about came from MTV. Right. Um, That's very different now. But back in the day, that's how I learned about music. Um, And so I actually only spoke to Tom Petty once, um, and it happened to be at the 2012 VMAs uh, when I was doing interviews for Billboard on the Red Carpet. And I didn't even know that he was going to be there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was one of those things where, like, the way the carpet was set up, suddenly, like he he basically appeared in front of me with his daughter, who was nominated that year for directing some videos, and Regina Spectre, and his daughter had directed a Regina Spectre video. Oh yeah! And so I suddenly, about that. I'm suddenly I'm talking to Tom Petty, and in my head, all I could think of was just all the videos that I had seen growing up, and just it was just like this weird moment in my head where I'm like, I'm talking to Tom Petty, and <laughs> all I can remember was just like all of his videos and you know, I mean, I talked to him, you know, briefly, obviously, you know, I didn't really have like a long conversation, but it was such a thrill to talk to him because like, I just remember him sort of informing me and my music knowledge when I was little. And um, it's just sad. It's just sad because, you know, uh, there's no right time for someone to leave us. um, But this wasn't the right time for Tom Petty.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I I mean, uh, a lot of the remembrances are are about him as a radio artist, and in, in my my personal um, my my personal stance is is just uh, an experience, I should say, is that uh, just a, a touring force. Uh, I, I saw him once at a, uh, headlining Bonnaroo in in 2013. It was just a kind of perfect crowd for a Tom Petty show, but also, I mean, it, it's coming up on the 10th anniversary of his Super Bowl halftime show uh, in 2008 and just a, just a kind of a larger than life personality on on stage very inviting very easygoing very just you know uh, impossible not to like when he when he was up there um and uh you know like like you said he he was just playing shows last week so yeah it's um it's very sad um keith do you, i i guess it's too early to talk about where he'll he'll uh, his songs will kind of end up on the charts but uh, i'm assuming his kind of his greatest hits will certainly have a resurgence
1: yeah, if I actually had some actual real data to share at this point when we're recording this, I would certainly tell you. But I don't. I expect that, and I actually had saved this for later. But I'll I'll just go ahead and say it now since we're talking about Tom. I expect that um, his greatest hits album with the Heartbreakers um, has a pretty decent shot of going back into the top ten on the Billboard 200 next week. Um, I don't have any early sales estimates or forecasts right now. I've already, you know, I've reached out and I'm efforting that, but I have nothing at this point. But I probably will by the time people hear this, and you'll go to Billboard.com and read all about it. Um, And, you know, he could have multiple albums, you know, hitting the top 40 of the chart, Um, much like how we saw earlier this year when Chester Bennington of Linkin Park passed away, Linkin Park returned to the top 10. And then, of course, last year when Prince died, uh, his very best of Prince hit number one, as well as a number of other of his albums returned to the top 10. So, um, we'll certainly see an outpouring of, um, you know, fan reaction uh, on the charts next week.
2: Well, well, moving on to uh, another sad topic. Uh, unfortunately, just kind of one of those weeks. Obviously, um, we're still in the aftermath of of the um, of the the shooting in Las Vegas that happened uh, on Sunday night um, during a, a country music festival. Uh, Jason Aldean was on stage as, as shots began to ring out and. Um, really tragically, the, the largest mass shooting in, in the history of the U.S. US now, uh, as of now, I believe uh, 58 casualties and, and um, uh, fatalities, I should say, and, and more than 500 people injured, which is just, it, it's hard to wrap your head around still, uh, in, you know, in the days after. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's frankly um, stoked a, a very necessary discussion again about gun control, um, this was not this is an instance where um, the shooter was actually not on the festival grounds so um, you can't really question the security it's it's more about um, you know this epidemic of, of gun violence in the US uh, obviously um, a lot of different sides to be on but I, I think the one side is that no one ever wants to see something like this happen uh, again and, and kind of opening up the discussion for how that can happen um, to prevent this from happening yeah. again yeah um, Obviously, you know, I, I think uh a lot of support is is rolling in for the victims. Um there there was a ton on uh on Monday night on network television as well as uh in concerts across the country, artists kind of standing up and showing solidarity with the victims of Las Vegas. Uh it'll be interesting to see um if this if this stokes real change in, in terms of uh not just the country community but but the music community in general.
1: Yeah, I I don't know what else to add necessarily to that I mean I it just I mean after the Ariana Grande concert in England and you know uh, this it's like I don't know yeah. I mean it, what do you do do you just like stop going to concerts well do you just I mean you don't do that no yeah
2: but, and and you know the, <laughs> the one thing that um that I've been talking about, uh, you know, and, and huge shout out to everybody on the billboard team. It's, it, the, the start of this week was very difficult to kind of put your head down and, and work as you're experiencing these emotions, but, and everybody's done a really stellar job. But, um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is is the fact that, you know, you have our, this Manchester, this horrible, horrible event in May. And just at the start of, of summer touring season. And, and you, you wonder, you know, are people going to be scared to go to stadiums, to go to arenas? And, and it, you know, I think it was a really positive sign that they weren't, that, that you know, uh, business was kind of booming on the touring front. Um, all of the, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I should say, a lot of the, the major summer tours uh, had thousands and thousands of people uh, attend. And, yeah, it was so it, I, I think that w- the one thing we can take away from something like this is that, you know, um, the show is going to go on. like pe- people people love live music as they should and and that's not going to stop.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, should should we move on to other things that are not yeah, um, this... not not those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's move on to some chart stuff. Um, let's run the billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts right now. On the Billboard 200, The Killers score its first number one album with Wonderful Wonderful. Number two, over on the Billboard Hot 100, Demi Lovato uh, hits the top 10 with Sorry Not Sorry, while Imagine Dragons and Camila Cabello make big gains with their latest singles. And number three, a trio of divas are heading for high debuts on next week's Billboard 200, uh, including Shania Twain with her first studio album in nearly 15 years. So let's break down each of these individually. First up, The Killers, after more than a decade on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart, finally get their first number one as Wonderful, Wonderful Bows atop the chart. The set earned 118,000 equivalent album units in the week ending September 28th, according to Nielsen Music. Um, The band actually debuted on the chart back in July of 2004 with its first album, Hot Fuss, which went on to peak at number seven the following year. Uh, when Mr. Brightside, the single from it, was actually peaking at radio. It kind of took a while. It was a slow and steady wins the race kind of thing. Wonderful, Wonderful uh, actually marks the fifth top ten set for the band. Um, Also, The Killers is the latest act to score its first number one album in a decade, um, or after a decade on the charts, or after a decade after first debuting. So earlier this year, we had LCD Sound System and Brand New both get their first number ones. Um, and LCD Sound System debuted back in April of 2007, and Brand New made its debut on the chart back in July of 2003. Um, so, Jason, yeah. uh, what, what do you think of The Killer's new album? And I know you've interviewed Brandon Flowers for this new album. Yeah. So you, you, have, you have a slightly more of an inside track than the rest of us.
2: Yeah, I think I, think I talked to him in about June, sat down with him for about half, half an hour, 45 minutes. Wow, that was a while ago. Yeah, um, just when they were announcing the album, and I, I really like it. I, I I've been listening to it uh, over the past few months, and um, it's it's definitely kind of a, a grab bag of sounds from them. Uh, after Battleborn was a little bit more straightforward, I I kind of like when they they experiment with their sound a little bit more. Uh, you get a little bit more of the synthesized sound uh, of the, like something like the man. The, there's a lot of really great rock tracks and. It's just, you know, I, I think that it's cool that they get their no, their first number one album on, on something that that's this eclectic, so congrats to those, to those guys.
1: Um, next up, Demi Lovato not only celebrates the release of her latest album, Tell Me You Love Me, more on that in a minute, though, but also her fourth top ten hit on the Hot 100 with Sorry Not Sorry. The track, which is also from her new album, rises 15 to 10 on the latest Hot 100 chart marks her first top 10 since 2013's Heart Attack peaked at number 10. And oddly enough, she's never actually gone higher than number 9 on the Hot 100, as her second top 10 hit, Skyscraper, also stopped at number 10. So her highest charting song is actually her first top 10 hit, which was This Is Me, a duet with Joe Jonas. Pretty wild, which, right? <laughs> which topped out at number 9 back in 2008. Yeah, it's weird. Um, also on the Hot 100... But outside the top ten, Imagine Dragons' new single "Thunder" bolts up the list. Thunderbolts, get it? Uh, rising, <laughs> yeah, I know. Rising thirty to seventeen after the track was used in a new commercial for the Microsoft Surface. The song also bounds to number one on the digital song sales chart with sixty-five thousand downloads sold in the latest tracking week. Further down the chart, Camila Cabello's "Havana" featuring Young Thug zips sixty-four to forty-four following her buzzy performance of the track on the tonight show last week the song also rises 31 to 24 on the pop songs airplay chart jason i feel like uh havana could go all the way at least to the top 10 it's got that right kind of like simmery like sultry vibe and the chorus sticks in your head with that unana bit you yeah man have we've, any thoughts on this yeah
2: we've been talking about this this week that that it it does seem like this is the the one that's that's going to get the big push and you know uh, a lot of people are, are really high on uh camila's solo career uh, i i would be one of them um she performed at the Hot 100 Fest. I thought she was really excellent. But she has yet to – she had two top 20 hits with other artists. Shawn Mendez, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and, and Bad Things with Machine Gun Kelly um, has not been able to score a, a solo hit yet. Uh, Crying in the Club uh, stalled out a little bit on the Hot 100. But, yeah. Um, and
1: and to be fair, this is not a solo. Yeah, this exactly. Is, this, this is her as a lead with a feature the other two tracks with sean and mgk were co-build lead tracks so we're looking for something where she has like this breakout hit where she is the lone lead artist yeah and 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 you know i think this this could be it this could be the one um we'll see though i wasn't trying to step on you i was no, just trying to explain no it.
2: i like it man i like it <laughs> i like that song
1: um all right. Lastly. Um, According to industry forecasters, uh, three divas are aiming for debuts in the top 10 of the Billboard 200 next week with their latest efforts. Shania Twain's Now, Demi Lovato's Tell Me You Love Me, and Miley Cyrus's Younger Now are all on course for bows in the top 10, with uh, Twain's first studio album in nearly 15 years the biggest of that bunch. Uh, It may actually start with over 120,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending October 5th, According to those in the know, uh, Lovato and Cyrus's latest efforts could start with like 70,000 and 50,000 units respectively. Um, The wild card in all this is, as we mentioned earlier, Tom Petty, um, because one would expect that uh, a number of his albums could impact the top 10 um, and possibly number one, depending on how the week shakes out. Um stay tuned to Billboard.com for further updates on uh chart prognostications, as always. Um yeah, it's also, you know, I mean, also we're reaching the end of the year. The last last Friday was the last normal release date for albums and songs in contention for the 2017 uh Grammy eligibility year.
2: Yeah, yeah, so, we're gonna we'll get into Grammy stuff soon enough, my man.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's why there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be on the charts next week from a whole bunch of different artists. Um, now, it's time for the chart stat of the week. I was going I'll just do it this time instead of forcing Jason to. Yeah, no,
2: you got it, man. You got it.
1: Um uh, well, uh, 40 years ago last month, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers made their Billboard chart debut on the Billboard 200 with their self-titled album, which entered the list dated September 24th, 1977. The set launched Petty's first hit single, Breakdown, which was also his first top 40 hit on the Hot 100, peaking at number 40 in February of 1978. The album also had American Girl, which is a huge like album track for him, but it was never a single on the Hot 100, strangely enough. Um, in total, during uh, Tom Petty's lifetime, He scored 27 hit singles on the Hot 100 and 22 albums on the Billboard 200. Amazingly, after such a storied career, uh, he didn't actually claim his first number one album until 2014, when he released what is now his final studio album, Hypnotic Eye. The set debuted atop the tally and also gave him his 12th top 10 effort. So there you have it. Forty years ago, the late great Tom Petty made his Billboard chart debut.
2: Will. all right, Will. man. Well, a, a somber, a somber pop shot, but we'll be back uh, with with some liveliness next week. Uh, yes. Uh,
1: any any uh, any other uh, any other parting words? Let, any, let's go any, out. Should we go
2: out on a Tom Petty song? American Girl, man. Let's do it. All right. See you guys next time. Thank you.